0: Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley with the burning daylight podcast. If you ever wanted to make a podcast? Well, Spotify has got a platform that makes that lets you make one super easily, and then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for for podcasters. And here's how it works. Howdy there, I'm Matt McKinley and we're burning daylight I'm just getting ready to put a couple sick cattle away that I pulled this morning I'm riding Maggie, my little coming three year old filly, she's got oh right around 45 rides I would say maybe not quite that many, about a I started her last fall, put about five rides on her. She's a late born two-year-old, so she's still pretty small, so I put about five rides, had her kind of given her head a little bit, and I kicked her out for the winter, and I brought her in in March. It's now June, and uh, yeah, so probably 45 days I've put on her, roughly, and uh, she's coming along pretty nice. Pretty cool little filly I bought for dirt cheap, uh, no papers, but built built nice and got a good personality to her, and uh, kind of excited to see how she turns out. I uh, recently, in within the last couple years, moved out to Nevada, and I. I'm learning a whole different style of cowboying out here, or buckaroo as they're called out here. So, the horse market is kind of slanted towards the buckaroo style, which is old Spaniard, vaquero. Slow and easy, very traditional method of training horses, where I grew up in the High Plains, Southeast Colorado. is more of a kind of a Texas cow puncher cowboy type of style which is a little less flashy a little more efficiency based I guess and uh, not as much built on traditional style there's a little more innovation in uh, in that end of things I guess you could say uh, that'd be open for debate if if they ever get any listeners, well, maybe we can debate that. But for now, I'm just, uh, I am putting away cattle. I, uh, little Maggie had a little, we had a little tangle this morning. She, uh, I just started her in a snaffle bit. I've been riding her in a Bozelle in Hackamore. And uh, so I wanted to get her a little loosened up in her mouth before I put her back in the Bozell. But uh, so she's still getting used to that, and she was feeling fresh. And so we got a—we had some disagreements, but we pretty well got her worked out. Cattle were not really cooperating very well, but we got them pulled, and they both temped hot and uh got them doctored, so that's the main thing that counts. And, uh, so now we're putting them away, and then we're going to find some other ways to go burn daylight. Quit that kicking. All right, folks. Sorry, I was yelling at Maggie, kicking dust in my face. Anyway... I uh, just wanted to tell you about a little moment that I had the other day. I thought it was kind of comical. My wife called me an idiot, but I think she laughed anyways. So, my cousin had sent me a deal on Facebook. It was a link to uh, 310 Ranch Life. Which, uh, there are... I don't know how many... Subscribers they have on YouTube, but they've got a pretty sizable following and they've Post a lot of videos just doing cowboy shit Roping and doctoring cattle out on pasture and uh, Different roping comp- competitions and whatnot and then they've got their uh, They've got their own rope shop tack, tech store What have you? Online and uh, so anyway, they've got a this rope. They call it the Trump rope, and it is a 60-foot, three-strand polyester rope. It's red, white, and blue strands, and they call it the Trump rope. I think it's actually made by um, Rocky Mountain Rope Company, I believe, or something along those lines. Cowboy cordage. Uh, they these are not s- paid sponsors. I don't have any paid sponsors at the moment. Uh, but if they would like to be, well, they can get in touch with me. I would more than happily take them on. But anyway, I had uh, I got this message from my cousin Robbie, and he uh, sent me a link to this Trump rope, and I said, I need one, because I kind of like old Trump. He's kind of an idiot, but I kind of like him. He's He cracks me up. And uh, so I had pretty well wore out my old cotton rope, and uh, I was needing a new one anyways, so so what the hell. So I bought it. And uh, right about that same time, we, had, uh, we were receiving a whole bunch of uh, Mexican steers. Steers from Mexico. Got a big M branded on the right hip. And we, we took a pretty big run of them. And uh, I had one that could not get out of the pen. And uh, so I roped him and drug him out. And when I... I laid him down. I tied off. Well, not tied off. I. I had the. I tied his back legs with the tail of my rope. And, you know, had him stretch out there. Took picture and then I sent it to my wife and I asked if this meant that I had committed a hate crime I mean how I roped the Mexican steer and tied him down with my trump rope. Uh, my wife called me an idiot, but I think she probably laughed. And uh, I thought it was funny. Sent that to my cousin Robbie. He thought it was funny. Several other people I, I showed thought it was funny once they understood the context. Um, I sent it to a couple of my college buddies. They didn't get it, but they're, they're not really savvy to cowboy culture too much so once I had to go in depth to explain that joke but anyway I thought it was pretty comical uh, and uh, anyway maybe somebody else besides m- myself will see the humor in it so one of the things I've noticed about fuck uh, fuckeroo Style of cowboy and horsemanship versus uh, you know more traditional cowboy style, like around Colorado, Texas, Kansas, New Mexico area where I grew up, is uh, well. First of all, it's just as expensive as uh, as it is anywhere else. But one of the big Big differences is the gear. Uh, Buckaroos rope on a slick horn, so mule hide or shaft leather or something along those lines rather than rubber. And meaning your rope doesn't come to a, a stop like it would when you're dallying on rubber. But they make up for it with a longer rope, usually about 60 foot. And I've started roping on the slick horn. I kind of like it, but one of the other things is their, uh, their headgear. So buckaroos usually start in uh, a hackamore, which is made up of a bozel rawhide nose piece. Uh, and they use a makati or mccarty rein, which is about 22-23 foot long and uh, you tie it on your bozelle so that you have a adjustable rein that just loops over their neck and then you have a, a length at the end as a get down and whereas where I grew up we might ride them in a hackamore for a couple rides but pretty quickly put them into a snaffle bit and then you, then you Increase the severity of the bit from from there. The severity meaning leverage more than anything. And so I did a snaffle to like a shank snaffle, and then from there, you know, either a port bit or a, like a broken mouthpiece, uh, you know, dog bone or lifesaver, but. So the market being what it is out here in Nevada. A lot of people prefer the. Vaquero buccaroo style. So I'm trying to adapt. So I am. Uh, trying to. Learn as I go. And gather tack. As I need it so. Anybody ever wants to do some trade. And I'm usually. Usually up for that. But. Uh, so. We'll see how that goes. I've got a little yellow mare that I'm going to try to make a bridle horse. So, In other words, finish her in a spade bit and uh, sell her, hopefully make a pile of money on her. She's a pretty little thing, really turning into a nice horse. So, we'll see how that goes as well. She's kind of taking a little break right now so I can put some weight on her and continue training feedlot kind of wears on a horse after a little bit you're constantly shifting around in the saddle opening and closing gates and you may not be riding very hard but it takes a toll so you've got to keep them rotated out so they're they hold up just like any other piece of equipment you got to take care of them so uh, one of the other things I've noticed on the, the buckaroo style out here is that they're uh, not near as big of a hurry to get a horse to where they want Now when I say that, I mean that they take their time making a good horse, whereas back home we were trying to get them up to speed as quickly as possible, which I suppose that's probably the case there uh, out here as well but um their buckaroos are in no rush at all it seems like and that's just my observations and not that they're not going fast enough that just they're they're not in a hurry it's a different kind of mindset so that's i guess one of the other um big differences i've noticed and uh I guess at this point in my life, I'm kind of a hybrid, where I uh, I rope on a on a slick horn. I carry a 60 foot rope, uh, but I still ride a swelled fork saddle, which is more indicative of like the Texas style high plains where I'm from. Most everybody rides a swelled fork saddle, which you know has a has swells on the front end. Whereas out here they ride a wade or a slick fork. <clears throat> and uh, typically they have a set of buck and rolls on them. Uh, or squaw tits is what they call them out here. And um, so I'm just, other, other than a few, there's you know some big equipment differences and uh, little change in mindset. But at the end of the day you're still on a horse. Taking care of cows, so end of the day, it's same same deal. But I guess I've, I'm I'm kind of a hybrid where I I'm still used to my the stuff I grew up with, but I've uh, I've learned some things since I've been out here, and there there's good and bad to to all of it. It seems like, and at the end of the day, as long as the the job gets done and the cattle are taken care of and your horse is in good shape, then it's that's a win for everybody. I want to thank you all for listening today. I appreciate it. It means a lot. Um, I started this podcast here because uh, i a cowboy for a living. I spend a lot of time on horseback. Just, uh... You know, alone just made my horse and uh so there's a lot of thinking, a lot of coming up with dumb ideas and I also listen to podcasts pretty religiously. I'm my wife might say I'm a little obsessed, obsessed, with them. But she can shut her dirty mouth. I don't care. I like them. And uh and I listen to a little bit of everything, you know, uh Joe Rogan, of course. He's kind of the godfather but I listen to a lot of you know political podcasts and and uh, and then a lot of comedy. You know, so any morning I could go from Joe Rogan to well, it's typically Ron Paul. First things first, but you gotta get your you gotta get your daily dose of truth. So if you really wanna know what's going on in the world you gotta go listen to Ron Paul. But then yeah you know, I'd go from from there to comedy a lot of history podcasts kind of a nerd like that but I never found anything that really uh, catered to the ranching lifestyle or just western, cowboy, buckaroo whatever you want to call it, but you know what I mean if you work with horses and cattle every day uh, there's not really any anything I've found that kind of documents that and uh so that's kind of what I'm trying to do here and I get to, together with my family or my buddies, and we drink a few beers, and tell stories, and they're always pretty funny, and my wife said, we well, should, uh, if you listen to podcasts all the time, you should probably tell your stories and maybe make a little bit of money on that, and seeing how it was, we're both kind of libertarian capitalist entrepreneurs, that's what I'm trying to do, if it works and make money great if not i guess we'll try something else but um hopefully you like it hopefully you come back um subscribe like rate all that you know that good stuff um and let me know if there's anything you'd like me to talk about or would you enjoy listening to any any songs that you might want highlighted i'm planning on kind of rotating through some of my favorite just cowboy type songs uh, on the podcast and uh, so if you got something that might fit the bill, let me know you can uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mickermack85 and uh, Matt McKinley on Facebook anyway, have a good day, I gotta get Come back soon. Adios.
1: dawn, the moon was as bright as a reading light, or a letter from an old friend back home, and he asked me, well, why do you write for your money, why do you roll for short pay, you ain't getting nowhere, and you're losing your shade Must have gone crazy out there Tells me last night he run on to Jenny She's married and has a good life Boy, you sure miss the track When you never come back She's the perfect professional's wife And she asked him Why does he ride for his money? And why does he roll for short pay? He ain't getting nowhere and he's losing his share. Well, he must have gone crazy out there. But they... I've never seen a hawk on the wing. i never seen spring hit the great divide, i never heard old Camp Cookie sing, well I read up the last of my letter, and tore off the stamp like Jim. Bill, he rode up to relieve me. He just looked at my letter and grinned. He said, "You know I wonder, why do they ride for their money? Why do they roll the short pay? They ain't getting nowhere and losing their share." crazy back there, cause they've never seen the northern lights, they've never seen a hawk on the way, they've never seen spring hit the great divide, never heard old camp cookies sing,